Greed is good. Greed works. That's what Gordon Gekko said. The character, or one of the characters, in Wall Street, directed and written by Oliver Stone, 1987. Let's talk about it. In the Actors Room, episode 72. Hope you enjoy the show. Oliver Stone was hot off his latest movie called Platoon just the year before. Won him an Oscar. Platoon won Best Picture a year before. And Oliver Stone stated that a lot of directors, after winning an Academy Award for Best Picture, they usually take a break, take some time off, Because they're just not only soaking in success, but realizing that it's just not going to happen again. Enjoy it. Take a moment. Oliver Stone didn't. He went right to work. A month later, working on this one. Wall Street. 1987. Welcome back to the Actors Room. My name is Jeff Tarowski, and here we are, episode... Number 72, I hope everybody out there having a great day, having a great night, enjoying this summer. It's going to be a good day, right? We're talking about Wall Street, a film that I go back and watch quite often because, like, there are films that I revisit because they have great writing, great acting, great directing. They seem to just cover Almost everything. The only thing I really didn't get into with this film is the music. I thought the music was a bit, eh, whatever. But that's a small thing. Because besides that, I enjoy watching this film. Oliver Stone is a director that is very intelligent. He went to Stanford. He was in Vietnam. And uh, the film Platoon centered around that. If you've seen Platoon, that was all Oliver Stone, written by him, directed by him. That was his baby. He wanted to do it for years. Finally got the chance and did. It was a hit. Charlie Sheen did a fantastic job. Tom Berenger, Willem Dafoe. Just an all-star cast. Great success. One best picture. And he dove right into the next project. He didn't want to sit on it. He was on a roll. This guy's good. Oliver Stone. Stone's father was a Wall Street guy. Growing up, Oliver Stone, respecting his father, grew up around that atmosphere of brokers. That's what his dad did. Stone remembers going to his office, watching the activity, the speed of it all, the language, the deals. It was exciting. His dad loved it, and Oliver took that part of that experience that he had with his dad and remembered it and felt it would be great to make a film about that. And he did. This was written by Stone. And directed by him. Michael Douglas was not the first choice to play Gordon Gekko. This is common. It's very rare that a director or the producers go into a film getting everybody they originally wanted. Number one, there are going to be disagreements among the people involved in the film. Number two, the actor you want may not be available. That's probably the biggest one. They're just not available at that time. And if you really want them, you wait. But if you don't want to wait, 
you take somebody else. Stone wanted actors like James Woods. Warren Beatty, I think, was another one that he considered. You know, actors like that. Michael Douglas, he wasn't at the top of the list. But an intriguing prospect. And Oliver Stone said, Michael, I'm trusting you to do a good job with this character. I have faith in you, sir. And those of you who listen to my show know I have a bit of a crush, a little bit of a man crush on my boy, Michael Douglas. One of the reasons Back to the Future got made is because of the success of Romancing the Stone and it kind of catapulted uh, the ability or the possibility of Back to the Future being made. Michael Douglas is a part of a Hollywood family. So he has connections, of course, with his father, Kurt, who is still alive. Kurt Douglas is still alive at the tender age of 192. Sorry. 102. 102. You know, my grandmother nearly made 90. Or did she? She did make 90. My grandmother... 102. Very impressive. But Michael Douglas jumped into this role and was intimidated. He said when he looked at the script and saw his character's dialogue, he's like, okay. There's another okay. He would go through pages. My dialogue's still going. Oh my God. Five, six pages of dialogue. Monologues. Yeah, Michael Douglas had done TV a few films before that. Uh, He was primarily behind the scenes producing. Doing films like The China Syndrome. Uh, He also produced One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with Jack Nicholson. He produced that. And he's looking at his pages and pages of dialogue back to back and thinking, I can't memorize all this shit. It was intimidating. And coming from someone like a Michael Douglas and hearing them say that, he said it in an interview that I saw. He looked at all those pages and I would be the same way. Monologues are just intimidating. You look at all those lines upon lines. And that's what Oliver Stone does in his films that he writes. He's very intellectual, very bright guy. And Oliver Stone's, I think, Oliver Stone's biggest film or most provocative film, um, thought-provoking film, to me, is JFK. Think of Kevin, and I've thought about this Every time I watch JFK, the amount of dialogue that Kevin Costner had to learn is quite incredible. If you're a fan of JFK, you know what I'm talking about. Kevin Costner had to memorize a shitload of lines in JFK. Same for Michael Douglas as Gordon Gecko in Wall Street. Pages of dialogue. And Michael Douglas was like, holy fuck Shit. (laughs) That's a lot of lines. Wow. He was definitely scared. I don't know if he was scared, but he was overwhelmed. And Oliver Stone approached Douglas weeks into filming. Went into Douglas's trailer between takes. Michael, are you okay? Michael said, I'm fine. Why? And Oliver Stone point blank asked him are you taking drugs and Michael's like no I'm not taking why are you asking me this number one what's going on Oliver said well that's great Mike you're not taking drugs that's a good thing I'm asking you this because I'm wondering when you're going to start acting in this movie 
<clears throat> Michael was taken aback. That's, I would say that's probably the right reaction. The director just coming right out and saying, so far, you suck. <laughs> Michael Douglas said, okay, okay, fucker. <laughs> you haven't seen nothing yet. He stepped up his game. Oliver Stone. <laughs> that moment in time confronted and challenged Michael Douglas. Step it up, buddy. You could do better. You know you can. Okay? You have the ability to do it. Uh, Snap out of the funk. I think Oliver, deep down, knew Douglas was a bit intimidated. And he was playing it safe. Oliver Stone didn't want Douglas to play it safe. Gordon is ruthless. He is. You got to play it that way. And that's when Douglas... Really took it to another level in his acting. And because of it, ultimately won the Oscar and Academy Award for Best Actor. I feel Douglas's finest performance. And deserved that Academy Award, no doubt about it. What a character. What a performance. And Oliver Stone is a huge reason why. Michael Douglas won the Oscar. Oliver Stone knows how to cast in his films. He made Charlie Sheen sign a handwritten uh, contract while he was on the set of Platoon. Emilio Estevez was originally slated to take on the lead role in Platoon a few years earlier. Charlie Sheen auditioned at that time, but Stone thought that Sheen was too young. Emilio being older, perfect. But something happened financially, the film fell through. Didn't happen at that time. A few years passed, Stone able to do Platoon in 80, I believe 85. I believe 85 or 86. Might be 86. Emilio may have been too old. Now, Charlie wasn't. Stone said, Charlie, you could do the movie now. You're older. You could do it. And he did. Charlie Sheen did such a fine job in Platoon. Charlie Sheen nailed it, right? Oliver didn't want him to get away. And wrote up a contract. Hand wrote it (laughs) and had Charlie sign it to ensure he would be in Wall Street. You're going to be in Wall Street. Oliver really loved Sheen's acting, not his, okay, his ability, yes, but his style. Stone said Sheen in the early goings was a little stiff in his acting. And he said, that's not a bad thing. was a good thing for what I wanted. He felt that the character Bud Fox in Wall Street was a bit stiff, intimidated, uh, wet behind the ears in the broker business, and that would suit the character well. Charlie Sheen and Bud Fox. They worked. And I think that Oliver Stone ultimately has the keen eye in terms of casting. And when you're involved as much as he is in his projects, because he writes them as well, and sometimes produces, the guy, his hands are all over that film. And when you're seeing things that clearly, it's that much easier to cast, which is not an easy task. In any film. And he made a mistake. <laughs> he did. Uh, he cast Daryl Hannah. Okay, as Darian. The love interest to Charlie Sheen. He miscast Daryl Hannah. Um, Sean Young. Wanted to play that role. 
Now, Sean Young was in the movie, small role. Daryl Hannah couldn't identify with her character, Darian, who is very materialistic, and Daryl Hannah wasn't. I say, uh, so what? You're an actress. Act that way. And I truly believe, me, my opinion, I thought she did a fine job. I, I do. And Charlie Sheen agreed that he... He felt that Daryl Hannah, although she felt uncomfortable on set, uncomfortable playing the role, he felt that her end product was fine. I agree. I didn't see any uh, struggling from her part. I, if she didn't like the character, I think that's, that might be common. If you're playing a character that's not you, that's a challenge. Jump into it. I mean, what are you complaining about? I don't get this. This whole... Oh, I didn't like that character. <laughs> well, isn't that the point of being an actor? Uh, stepping into someone else's skin? You do take that part of you and then you <clears throat> make it your own. It's still a part of you, but you're able to do something maybe out of the norm of your everyday life. That's what makes it so interesting. I don't want to hear you complaining about... Uh, Daryl Hannah didn't like the fact that her character was materialistic. Boo fucking who? What? I don't... What? <laughs> okay. Alright. Okay. I mean, you're in an Oliver Stone movie. What are you complaining about? She's a little weird, I think. Uh, doing my... Uh, just being in the acting industry and studying films the way I do, I always hear that she's kind of... <laughs> not that she's a bad person. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. I think that she's uh, just incredibly flaky. Incredibly flaky. That's all. Like, she's just flaky. But just stop your bitching. And Sean Young, the actress that had a small role and wanted Daryl Hannah's role, was just as bad. She was throwing hissy fits on set because she wanted that part and Oliver Stone wasn't backing down. He wasn't firing Daryl Hannah. Which he probably should have. But he didn't give in and decided to keep Daryl on the film. Well, Sean Young was throwing hissy fits about this. Oliver, yeah, hire Daryl. She's just doing a horrible job. And you know I would do so much better. And that might be the case, which is probably true. I like Sean Young as an actress. I think she's gorgeous. I, I think she would have done a phenomenal job. And probably should have had that role. But guess what? Uh, she didn't. Deal with it. Uh, you're in the film. Do your role. Okay? Do a good job. Uh, but some actors, professionals, can't do that. And in a way, she wasn't being professional at all. Because she was being such a pain in the ass, she showed up late. She would uh, forget her lines. And just be difficult. Pissing off a lot of people on set. And most of all, pissing off Charlie Sheen. To the point where they wouldn't even be in the same room if they didn't have to. They despised one another. Charlie Sheen at one point took like a, a, a sticky note or something. and <laughs> This is a true story. He took a piece of paper, wrote cunt on it, and stuck it to her back. Like, he was in high school. They do that shit in high school. Well, Charlie Sheen did this to Sean Young. On set, because she was being such a bitch or a cunt, the worst name-calling you could ever do to any anyone is call them a cunt. It's a, it's a horrible word. It's a downright disgusting, horrible word. <laughs> it is. But Charlie Sheen was so turned off by her, he wrote it down on a little piece of paper, Cunt. Tore it off. <laughs> I gotta do the sound effects. <clears throat> he wrote it down. Cunt. Tore it off. Okay. He, he put a little tape on there. And, you know, went behind Sean Young and stuck it to her back. Piece of tape. Okay. So she walked around all day <laughs> with cunt on her back 
And I say all day because nobody bothered to tell her that it was there. Why? Because nobody else liked her either. What a story. Sean Young. She was incredibly just (laughs) pissed that she wasn't getting what she wanted. And Oliver Stone did not back down. Okay? That was his call. He didn't want her telling him what to do. Stuck to his guns. Finished the film with everybody he originally cast. Didn't fire anyone. Didn't switch roles. And because of this, Sean Young, with her last hurrah off the set, ended up taking uh, a bit of wardrobe uh-huh. and uh, uh, stole it. Wow. Good for you. I hope you're proud of yourself. Boy, the women on that set. I'm sure it was just like, oh my God. (laughs) But Sean didn't back down. Good for you, Sean. Right? Not Sean. I'm sorry, Oliver. Sean Young, right? That's probably what I was thinking of. But also maybe, maybe, Sean Stone is Oliver Stone's son. And Sean Stone is in the movie. He's a young kid. He plays Gordon Gecko's son, which is Michael Douglas. He plays uh, his son, Sean Stone, the son of Oliver Stone, the director of this film. Sean Stone is a cool guy. I know him. We've uh, discussed doing projects. He's just a good guy. Very smart, just like his dad. Very intelligent. Uh, he's got a lot of cool theories about stuff. Um, you know, like his dad thinks outside the box and Sean, he does the same thing. They got like the same sort of, uh, I don't know, beliefs, maybe beliefs, but just like they go against the grain. Okay. Both of them, Sean and Oliver. And, uh, yeah, very interesting family because they're so smart. Like sometimes you could be too smart, I think. Uh, that, (laughs) it doesn't make you strange, but my God, it just seems to me that Oliver in particular, like his thought processes, I guess on the film, Charlie Sheen said that he was so concerned about his lines, like Oliver, the way he wrote the script, he would follow along with the dialogue to make sure the actors said, Every single word, uh, line by line, word by word, because as a writer, you take great respect or pride in your writing. You don't want people fucking it up. I think it's safe to say there wasn't much improving in Wall Street, in Platoon, in JFK. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I just, I don't think so. Uh, he wrote those films. Don't fuck with my writing. I wrote it that way. There's a reason why I put the in the sentence that way. Say it there. And he was always looking down at his watch, Charlie said. Like what time it was. Uh, He was always on schedule. uh, Always very concerned about money, budget. Where some directors don't give a shit about that. Uh, He was concerned about everything. Making sure everything was done the right way. On time. Done correctly. Uh, as we are going with the script and Charlie's like, this was interesting. Went up to stone and said, why don't you just concentrate more on directing, man? Don't worry about everything else. It'll be fine. And stone probably said, Charlie, just go back to your spot. Thanks. (laughs) Anyway, I don't want to touch on Sean stone again, just to bring him up. He was very instrumental in getting my screenplay of Marlon Brando done way back in the day. So we've known each other for a bit. And I try to keep in touch with him. He concentrates mostly on doing, um, just getting his opinion out there on like, uh, uh, broad subjects, uh, political, um, you know, a lot of government stuff, theories, um, you know, 
interesting topics because he does think outside the box like his dad. And he also does uh, short films, very interesting short films. Good guy. Great guy. So shout out to Sean Stone. But getting back to Wall Street, 1987, I have to talk about this. These kind of movies, they fascinate me. The premise, one of my all-time favorite movies besides uh, what Back to the Future, The Godfather, uh, Wall Street, is The Boiler Room with Giovanni Ribisi. It's about the same thing. Brokers. I just There's something about a movie involving uh, that type of business. Uh, brokers. Under pressure. Making the call. Making the pitch. Something I couldn't do in real life. But fascinates me. Because I'm fascinated with things I, I couldn't do. And watching other people do them. Uh, as far as Wall Street stuff I find fascinating. And I, I love that premise. I do. And Charlie Sheen really did a fantastic job as Bud Fox. I was just entangled. But his whole performance, he nailed it. Very underrated actor. We highlighted Charlie Sheen about a year ago with my brother Dave. One of my favorites with my brother because Charlie is such an interesting guy. A lot going on, but he can't take away from the simple fact he's talented. Charlie Sheen knows what he's doing. He really does. Appreciate that. Two and a half men. Need I say more? The guy knows what he's doing. He's good at comedy. And he's good at drama. Watch Platoon. And watch Wall Street. Period. There's no argument. That's an actor doing his job. And Oliver Stone knew that he'd be doing it correctly. The right way. And that stiffness that he was talking about. He played on that. And he told Charlie, use it. You got it. Don't, uh, don't question it. Um, and Charlie just being flattered that Stone wanted him for this. Didn't have to audition. It was his, his role to take. And Oliver Stone saw him as Bud Fox. He was given a choice. Charlie Sheen. Oliver Stone asked him, Charlie... I'm giving you a choice on who's going to play your dad in the film. It could be Jack Lemon or your own father, Martin. Make a choice. It didn't take long for Charlie to pick his dad. He said, you know, Jack Lemon's a genius. Rightfully so. I mean, there's no question. And he is. Charlie's right. Jack Lemon is a genius. It would have been flattered to have him play his dad. Who else is going to be better at playing my dad than my dad? It was brilliant that Oliver gave him that choice. And Oliver knew, I think, that he'd pick his dad because it's the right choice. It's the right choice. And if it was ultimately Charlie's choice, good for you. The both of them, I mean, come on, man. You're, you're playing off your dad. In the movie, it had to be fun. And it was. But also, uh, very, mm, for Charlie. He was afraid. His dad was a seasoned veteran. He knew what the hell he was doing. And Charlie felt, how am I going to, you know, step up and do a good job against my dad? And felt kind of like, hey, it's okay. Because maybe I can play that into my character. And he did. Because Martin said, Charlie, you're a phenomenal actor. And I've heard Martin talk about Charlie, about his acting. Martin loves Charlie, his son. Charlie has put Martin and his family through a lot of bullshit. (laughs) With his behavior... Drug use, prostitution use, uh, getting into trouble. I mean, the guy was just on a train wreck. Remember Tiger Blood? All that shit? He put his family through it. And to this day, Martin feels that Charlie is just 
a great actor. No favoritism. He believes it. He's right. Both of them did what they had to do in the film. They made it real. The bed scene in the hospital. Where Martin Sheen's character, the dad, has a heart attack. Man, that was real. And Charlie Sheen thought back to when his dad was in Apocalypse Now and had a heart attack on set. Went back to that time. Remembered it. Brought it to the scene. It was real. You watch that scene. That's no bullshit. That's a father and son going through it. God bless him. A1, top notch, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 acting. Brilliant. Alright, moving on. Have to talk about Michael Douglas's performance just a bit more. I had said before, he was intimidated. And I just find that fascinating. Because I have a high respect for Michael Douglas and just, it's hard for me to see him struggling. Or maybe any actor I hold in high respect, like they could do no wrong. Like they're so good at what they do. I just, I can't see them struggle. And when I found out that he struggled mightily to get this and to feel good about his performance, it took time. And I thought this was such a cute story before I wrap up this episode on Wall Street that Michael Douglas, while performing in my favorite part in the film, when Bud Fox finally gets into Gordon Gecko's office, he just kept at it. Gordon Gecko plays the high-end business guy, okay, It's all about money. And he is the guy. And Bud Fox finally gets in. I think he actually said something before he goes into the office because it's such like a big deal, you know. He goes, there's, I think he said something like, you only get a few moments in your life. You know, few important moments. And then he looks in the mirror and he says, and this is one of them. Okay, big moment in his life and he knew it. That scene when he walks into the office to try to dazzle Gordon, my favorite in the film. It took two days to shoot. And before Charlie Sheen walked in, the secretary that was showing him in said, you have five minutes. That scene from beginning to end, five minutes. And you get Fantastic acting from Michael Douglas and Charlie Sheen. Charlie, in the process of doing that two-day shoot, felt it was going bad. He didn't like his performance. And felt that Michael Douglas was doing fine. And the whole process just didn't feel good. But ultimately, after he saw the final product... Felt it was fine. And the cute story is. Before I move on. Is that. Charlie. Acting with. Michael Douglas. In Wall Street. In that five minute scene. In his office. They're acting. For two days right. Two days of shooting. So they probably went from. Nine in the morning. To like maybe 7 at night. I'm just kind of. Throwing that out there. But. What. I would say a good 10 to 12 hours. So that's. At least 20 hours. Of filming. Doing the scene. A 5 minute scene. Okay. Just think about that. If you're not really. Familiar with how. Film is made. Or how long it takes. And whatever. That five minute scene, okay, 20 hours of work, at least, probably. And that doesn't include all the editing and things that uh, Oliver had to do afterwards, editing and all that shit. In that time, you got Charlie and Michael going at it with 
dialogue and hoping they're doing well. Michael asked Charlie if he thought he was doing a good job. And Charlie was blown away by the fact that Michael asked him that. And you could tell Michael was insecure and wanting reassurance. Reassurance. Reassurance? Reassurance. (laughs) Said that word wrong, man. (laughs) He wanted his okay. You think I'm doing okay? And Charlie said, man, you're doing fine. You're doing... He asked me that. Michael Dulles asked me if he's doing a good job. And another note is that at the end of the film, when Charlie hides the tape recorder in his taping Gordon to kind of set him up, one of the final scenes in the, in the film, and Michael Douglas has to slap Charlie, hit him. And a few times they practiced, he didn't really hit him. Uh, But while the film was rolling, he went off. He did hit him the one time. And Charlie thinks that's the one they used. I'm guessing the blood was real. After Michael Douglas hit Charlie. And Charlie fell down. Michael Douglas stayed in character. But for a brief moment. When he reached down to pick up Charlie. He asked him if he was okay. And Charlie said... For just a brief moment. It might have been one, two seconds. He was human. In between his Gordon Gecko character. And acting. For those two seconds. He'd made sure I was okay. Just being a human being. I like you. I love you, Michael Douglas. And thank you. For doing such a great job in Wall Street. A movie I put in yearly. It was on Hulu (laughs) last week. And I said, fuck yeah. I'm watching that. And while I was watching it, I'm like, I got to talk about this movie. Because it just entertains me every time I see it. And those films that do that need to be talked about. Wall Street, 1987. Directed by Oliver Stone. Written by Oliver Stone. Starring Charlie Sheen, Michael Douglas... And Daryl Hannah. Who just loved doing that role. One of her favorites. She said she never even watched it. Like Crispin Glover in Back to the Future. Just turned off by the whole experience. These actors, I gotta tell you. Oh my gosh. Listen. This was a fun episode. I'm looking down. Okay, I'm about 37 minutes. Talk about a few things in Wall Street that stuck out to me before I move on. Here we go. All right. The part of the movie where Bud Fox, Charlie Sheen, okay, is becoming successful. You know, he's doing illegal things. This Gordon Gecko character, and I love how I really don't talk about the plot anymore. I love that because when I did other episodes in the actor's room about movies, I would talk about the plot. Like, oh, so boring. I'm so glad I don't do that anymore. I talk more about the stuff that goes on behind the scenes, things that people probably don't know about and might find interesting. If you want to know about the plot, watch the movie. (laughs) That's it. Uh, So I don't really do that anymore, but pointing out a few things that uh, Gordon Gecko plays a crooked, you know, business guy. You know, he gets illegal information to bet on the sure thing and hires Bud Fox to get him information, which means Bud Fox has to go out and get information on the sly, Uh, you know, break into offices Looking into file cabinets, following people around, eh, being shady, but getting information, the inside stuff. That's illegal. Okay. And that's how Gordon Gecko became so rich. It was because he was so driven and ruthless and he had inside information, the sure thing. And when Blunt Fox goes on his side, does all this dirty work for him, 
Gordon allows him to, of course, make money. And in the process of doing that, he gets rich. He gets the girl, Daryl Hannah. And is living this life that he always wanted. Okay, it sounds great. Being rich, doing what you, you love, right? Making money, doing it all. You know, having sex with these, these, this beautiful girl, okay? And I think that that was the scene. He, uh, he's, he's, you know, making a lot of money. He's successful, right? And he's cooking dinner with Daryl Hannah, right? And then they have sex, right? Great sex. <laughs> and he, like, wakes up in the middle of the night, slips out of bed, and walks onto the balcony in the middle of the night. Looks out over the town. And then realizes he doesn't know who the fuck he is anymore. And he's like, who am I? What's really going on? And I think that plays into these actors. Uh, Anybody that's famous. When you get what you want. Be careful what you wish for, folks. (laughs) Okay? I think, and although Oliver Stone wanted to do a movie about his dad, about Wall Street, how fascinating it is, maybe, just maybe, a part of that is being very careful about what you wish for and how dangerous it could be. Sometimes, okay, getting what you want isn't always the best thing. You lose your identity, reaching, and attaining things that aren't real. Okay? Be who you are. Uh, And these actors, I'm talking about DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, you know, Tom Cruise, the big guys. Tom Hanks, okay? I think he's pretty down-to-earth guy. Going to be doing research on him very soon, by the way. But these people are living lives that are so fucking, like, I don't know. I'm not living it. I can only uh, assume that (laughs) it's so surreal being in that position. Your privacy, gone. Gone. Think about that. Your privacy? Gone. You have people that treat you differently now. That you're famous, you make a lot of money. People just take advantage of you. You lose your identity. You're now somebody else. I'm thinking about doing a show about that. This stuff really fascinates me. And in Wall Street, Oliver Stone, a little sneak peek into that. The whole identity thing. In a person that changes you for the bad instead of for the good. All right, everybody. I want to thank you for listening to The Actors Room. My name is Jeff Tarowski. Please, for the love of God, okay, you go on iTunes, please, those of you who are listening, are people listening, you're not going on to iTunes, you haven't, I know, (laughs) I haven't got a review or rating in months, please, 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 I am begging you, please. Go on to iTunes. On your phone. You can do it on your phone. You go in there. You're like. Alright. Apple. Podcast. Boom. You go on there. You click on my little logo. Actors room. Good. Did that. You clicked on there. You have to do that to listen to my show. Anyway. You scroll down. A couple of inches. On your phone. And you will see. The ability to review it 
or rate it. Even if you just put, you don't even have to put a comment. You don't have to. I'm not asking you to. If you want to do that, God bless you. You don't even have to do that. The stars, you just press on the stars. And what you think my show is like one to five. One being bad, five being awesome. Four or five, they would be great. All you got to do is click on those stars. That's it. Dude, I'm not kidding you. It takes 10 seconds. It helps the show so much. You have, you have no idea. Like, ugh. please, please. I'm going on two years on this show. 14 ratings. 14. And I, I like doing this. It's fun. I want to keep doing it. Help the show. Put that rating on there, man. Oh, oh, it'd make, I, I check it weekly, you know, I like go like on a, like a Wednesday night and see if there's been any ratings or, and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> oh. So please do that. Uh, go on the website. I got a website, theactorsroom.lipson.com. You go on there. Uh, I have a pretty decent webpage. It's Lipson. It's pretty basic, but it's okay. You can check that out. Go to Instagram, get an Instagram account. I have Facebook. You can go on there too. Check that out. My name's Jeff. I'm going to be cross-promoting. And I'm thinking of collaborating with my brother Dave very soon. I'm an actor. I might as well say it. I don't know if I'm doing him next because I'm going to dive into Philip Seymour Hoffman. I want to take my time doing my research on Mr. Hoffman and I want my brother to do it with me. I think that he would enjoy that. Big fan of Hoffman. So am I. And the both of us together uh, putting our minds into it I think would be a great job. So that should be fun. I haven't done an episode with my brother in a long time. So I thought this would be the great time to do it. Uh, getting my brother to do it with me is, is fine. Because there are things that I miss. That he catches. And sometimes there's things that you know he'll miss. And I'll pick up the slack on just information. And I don't know, man. It just seems like Hoffman is one of those actors that... I don't know if I can get everything. And I don't want to miss stuff. So, Philip Seymour Hoffman, coming soon in the actor's room. I hope you had a great day. Go out, see that movie tonight. One you enjoy. There's a lot of great movies coming out soon. Very soon, like in a couple of weeks. There's going to be some great films coming out. Quentin Tarantino's movie. Can't wait to see it. Wow. I can't wait. Very interesting when it's coming out. I'm going to be talking about that one. You know what I'm talking about. The Charlie Manson one. It's got Charlie Manson character in it. Okay. Uh, even Luke Perry is in it. He was in it before he passed. DiCaprio. Brad Pitt. Ugh. Fantastic. Quentin Tarantino. DiCaprio. Pitt. That should be good. It will be. Thank you for listening to the Actors Room. God bless you. Have a good one.